Welcome to the Rebel Energy Podcast with me, your host, Jade Ellsbury. I'm a corporate dropout and multiple six-figure online business owner. My mission is to help you get out of the nine-to-five mindset and create a new narrative for moms working from home to gain more freedom, more income, and living your dream life by cultivating your own rebel energy. So grab a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's dig in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Energy. And this one I am super excited about. We have Willow Shanks here with us today. She's an online sales and affiliate marketing coach. And I cannot wait for her to share all the details on how to make sales, land your ideal clients, all that good stuff. So, uh, Willow, do you want to say hi and tell everybody like why you wanted to start your online business? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I have actually got a huge background in traditional business. So before I went into online business and were really working with a lot of women around the globe in sales and marketing, I was actually wanting to move into online business because I worked in fitness industry. I started when I was 21. I was a single girl and I had no responsibilities and I could wake up and work whenever I wanted to. And then what happened was I, you know, became a mom. I became a mother and I was in my mid thirties. And all of a sudden I realized that I was in complete burnout trying to deal with having a career, knowing that I wanted to make a lot of money, um, but also knowing that I wanted to be a mom. And then all of a sudden what I thought was going to work for my life no longer worked for my life and I needed to find an exit strategy. I needed to find an exit strategy out of my career to be able to introduce motherhood as well as abundance of money, (laughs) right? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. So how many kids do you have now? I have two boys. I'm boy mom and they're five and 10 now. So, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I have um, an almost six-year-old and an almost 10-year-old this year. So (laughs) about the same age. That's so awesome. So obviously that's your, your why. Cause that was my next question, like your why, but kids are the best. Like the, the woman that I have the most success with in my program, Rock Salt Academy are the mamas. Cause they just have that, that hard, solid why. So what is your background? Tell us a little bit about that. Cause I know obviously with sales and marketing in the online space, you don't need a degree or anything like that. So was it all learned yeah. and have a degree in that? I always felt like I was intuitive, like with the way I did things, which is why I love coaching so much, I think, because I have a natural ability to sort of uh, pull people forward and, and call them forward into stepping into their true potential. But I would say when I look back at my career, I mean, I was fitness industry for 22 years, right? So since I was, yeah, since I was 15, I went into the fitness industry and was trained in fitness industry sales kind of inherently and without even knowing about it. And for anyone that really knows a little bit about, I guess, the fitness industry and sales there, it is quite hard. Well, unless you've had a really bad experience and I apologize for whoever that was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, for me, I was really taught in a heart-centered, incredible way that, that sales is really all about service. Because when you're sitting in front of someone and they're really sharing, you know, they've got their heart on their sleeve and they're pouring, you know, all of their words out to you about how they feel when they look in the mirror and their body and their relationship and, and all these things, you're really taught to treat and nurture people in a particular way because they become this this customer that's not just a, a like a one-off sale or a one-off purchase so I was really trained in you know creating incredible connection with people and really doing that which would make the truest difference to them so when I when I look back and go well was I trained in sales and marketing I'm like not really but I was trained in being a good human right yeah. and when we look at when we look at sales um, I think what 
really should come first is always being a good human because people can really smell strategy. People can smell manipulation. They can, they can feel it. We've all had an experience. Like, you know, anyone listening today, if you think back to all of your experiences in, in sales, whether it was a car, whether it was a, a credit card, like whatever it was that you were, you know, purchasing or being talked into buying, there's always that one experience that we can all sort of say felt a little bit sleazy and a little bit slimy. And, and then we get left with this experience and then that's how people relate to sales. So I was just always committed to focus on being a good human first. And once you do something repetitively and long enough, you really do start to learn what works and what doesn't work. So I think, you know, when we look at are we trained, I think some things it's more just about number of hours in the saddle. Like if you've done something repetitively, it becomes the mother of all learning. You start to go, hey, when I said this, this is the type of response I get. And someone that wants to be good at sales will go, well, hey, I'll learn from that and I'll try this differently next time rather than going, oh, I feel like I got butt hurt, you know, and I, yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I love I to butt hurt. <laughs> I say that all the time too. <laughs> I love it. If you are ready to have rebel energy and launch your virtual assistant business, then head over to basic to get started. And I know, and the, the thing that I love about all the guests that we've had so far for the season is like, we are all on the same page and it makes me feel a lot better because in the DMs when I'm talking to new virtual assistants, right? You probably know they make an Instagram account. They've got all these VA coaches. And I I hear this at least once a week, which makes me feel good. But they're like, I decided to work with you or I decided to not block you or, you know, whatever, or talk to you because of your approach. And it drives me crazy hearing like how many times I hear, oh, well, I was told you know, I could make 10K in three months if I worked with this coach and it didn't happen. Or, yeah. you know, I always felt pressured or I could just tell if they cared about the sale. And so I never want anyone to speak about me like that. But oh, yeah. I think because new virtual assistants, they see that and they hear that, they automatically think, oh God, this is what I'm going to have to do as a virtual assistant. Because one mindset block I hear all the time, whether they're thinking about being a VA or maybe they're in RSA with us. Is it like, I don't want to be slimy. I don't want to be salesy. Wait a minute. It's always yeah. this word slimy, right? <laughs> yeah. I always hear slimy and sleazy. And then you said it. And I was like, that's what I hear too. <laughs> they just go together really nicely. They don't want to be like that. And so I tell them, okay, selling is a mindset. So if you go on the DMs, you're like, okay, I'm just here to land a client or make money it's not going to happen and it's not going to yeah. feel good. But if you go into the DMs, and this is what I do, with an open mind of like, okay, who can I help today? That's where you're going to get clients. And I purposely myself, if I'm in the, like a scarcity mindset, negative mindset, which as entrepreneurs, we all have, I don't get in the DMs that day. Or yeah. I do some mindset oh, yeah. and then I get in the DMs. Because we as entrepreneurs, right, we all have, but especially I have a team of almost, well, nine nine, 10 people. And I'm constantly like, oh my gosh, like if I don't reach, reach X, Y, Z, you know, like I'm helping support their families. I take that responsibility. So, Huge. but I also know too, if I go in the DMs, I'm like, okay, I need to get a sale because we're, we're not hitting our goals or whatever. I'm not going to make a sale. 
Well, it's because it's all about you in that moment. Yeah. And I think that's the I think that's the biggest thing. And that was something that I would really love to touch on tonight because, you know, selling really is a transfer of energy and people feel your energy. And, you know, that's why you said like if I'm having a really off day or like something you said similar, I don't go in the DMs, of course, because, you know, like if I'm having an off day, I try to avoid conversations with my partner because I'm yes. like, I'm <laughs> gonna rip I'm gonna rip him one. And it's like it's literally gonna be transferring that energy to him and he didn't deserve it. So, you know, like it there's always, you know, lots of conversation about getting yourself into a powerful energetic state um if you if you listen to anything um tony robbins who are always you nice. know he's coming out on stage he's playing that music and people think oh that's really rah-rah and, and over here in australia we're like oh that's very american you know like it's it's like it's really hypey <laughs> Sorry, i love americans. it Right. <laughs> but it's very hypey. But there's 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 method to the madness is because when you can shift your energetic state and you can you can be so positive or powerful or motivating or encouraging, it actually causes the person over there to shift as well. Yep. And, you know, so that 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 transfer of energy becomes real. And then when you're getting in the DMs, like you said, and you're having these you know, powerful or, you know, connected conversations, you're then building authentic relationships with people because really sales, you know, marketing, your content creation, your personal branding, all of this stuff online is just you creating a powerful, you know, representation of who you are out there and transferring that energy to somebody else. And they're like, I either like it or I don't. So, you know, what energy do you want to come in with? You want one that someone loves or that they're like, oh, no, thanks, you know? Yeah. They are going to think too, okay, if that's the sales strategy that they're using, that's probably what they teach. And so I actually- They're going to teach me? <laughs> yeah. Like I tell my potential clients too, and I've actually asked them on lives, on sales calls. Like when I hear that, I say, okay, when I started to message you, did you think that I was slimy or did it make you feel like you? And they're like, no. Okay. Awesome. That's what I'm going to teach you how to do. <laughs> yes. But I yeah. think too, like what you said- about being a good human, right? That can't always be taught. And so I think if you really are wanting to have a successful business, you need to go into it with a mindset of it is customer service. Like you have to have yeah. patience. You have to be understanding. I know even when I was doing one-on-one coaching in Roxlot Academy as well too, you know, making sure that, that I was being understanding, but also to helping them get to where they want to be. And that's the same with sales. Yeah. I hear all yeah. the time, they don't even know what my program costs. They're like, I can't afford it. And I take that actually as a compliment because the fact that they don't know what it costs, but they already assume they can't afford it. That means they're, they they're listening. They're listening you so big. They're yeah. listening of you is so big. And and this is like, um, this is one of, I guess, the biggest misconceptions like in inside, you know, like I love how you said that it's all about the service. And that's one of yeah. the biggest things is like people think sales is sales and service is service. But actually, if you were to just be the best customer service agent out there on the planet, I can assure you, you'll make a lot of sales because all that really matters to the person in front of you is the way the world occurs to them. So, and, and, and that goes for anything in life. Like if you look at your personal relationships, if you look at your online relationships, if you look at your client relationships, your friendship circles, all that matters at any given moment is the way the world occurs to us, right? So if you just focus on like, how is my speaking? How is this relationship occurring to them? How am I being with this person right now? How am I leaving them? How am I listening to them, of them? How are they listening of me right now? It just makes the biggest difference in your conversations you just literally there's you know there is an art there is skill set and there is strategy in sales for sure like you can't just go oh I'll just hope people buy like you know that's kind of 
blind. There yeah. is, you know, there, <laughs> there is to learn that selling is a skill set, but just to understand that selling is a skill set, just like anything else is a skill set and all skill sets can be taught, right? So we can learn some tips and strategies around what to say and what not to say. But then if you just really, then when you're walking into that sales conversation with someone, throw all the training out the window. It's almost like you have to like let go of the script, let go of the strategy, and then just focus on going, I got to stop thinking about me because I, I just have to focus on them. Because at any time, if you're sitting inside of a sales conversation and you're going, am I being good enough? Do they think I'm slimy? Oh, are they going to buy? Is this good enough? Do I have enough to pay my nine staff? You know, like if any of those things yep. are popping into your mind during the conversation, you have to red flag yourself. Yep. Like you have to be like, hey, whoa, whoa. You know, like when you're take, getting taken off the field, I don't know what game yes. it is, but you know, you got the red flag and soccer or football soccer, or something. Yeah, I think that's I'm like yeah. football sucker. Football too, I think. I don't know. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> this is a female audience. Right? Yes, so you yes. Gotta, we're gonna red flag ourselves, and we're gonna we literally have to say like, you know, the moment you start asking questions like, "Am I good enough? Are they gonna buy?" That's the moment that you've made the sale all about yourself. You're yeah. no longer of service to that other human being. You're no longer considering the way the world occurs, occurs to them, the way they're feeling, whether, hey, like I'm, I'm intentionally on doing whatever I can to make sure that this person's needs get met. So when you're all about them, it's like a white flag, you know, it's free to, free to go. But when you start making it all about you, the focus, you're no longer present. The focus is off them and it's back on yourself. You can't sell from that position. You can't make an, a, a difference to another human being when all you're thinking about is yourself. So if you really sit inside of that customer service being first and foremost, like, and that you you walk into every single like sales conversation, like with, with an intention for sure. Like my intention today is that this person gets started, that they see that this is the best package for them, you know, that I can really help them overcome their, you know, their work overwhelm or their abundance issues or their you know finance problems whatever it is like you're going to walk in saying I know I can help this person but today I'm going to be so for them and ask them what it is that they need that I can help them with and then just be all about helping them and then you ask them to buy they're going to be like absolutely like of course I want to work with you because you are all about me not about yourself because salespeople are about themselves you know slimy I want to make my commission I want to sell that car I want to sign that contract is about me, you know? Yeah, no, I love that. And it really does make such difference. Like we just bought a Suburban last week. I don't know, the weeks blend together with having the kids home from school. But, and the experience there from when we bought our truck at a different dealership was night and day. And my fiance was like, okay, like he told the salesman, yeah, we're gonna be coming back to you. We're gonna get all of our vehicles from you. It was just such a great experience. There was no pressure. He knew what we wanted. He didn't throw a fit about filling up the tank of gas for us. <laughs> like the other guy did the truck. I'm like, we're spending a lot of money with you. You can afford a tank of gas for us. hundred bucks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just, and even that too, right? Like them being like, okay, like acknowledging, yes, we're making a sale from you today. We care more about your experience. We're going to fill up your gas tank. Something as simple as that. And that's Mental. what I do. For my clients as well, too. So maybe you can kind of walk us through maybe like the strategy beforehand. Because I know with my client or potential clients, my ideal audience, I always give freebies. Obviously, I have this podcast. We do free trainings um, every week or every other week in my Facebook group. I always share a ton on TikTok and Instagram of people like, like, I just, I can't believe how much value you give. So yeah, 
what would you say for a new entrepreneur? Like, what would that strategy look like to kind of warm up the audience before a sales call? It obviously depends on what process they've come through before the sales call is going to make a big difference. Like whether you have, you know, they've read some testimonials or they've watched a welcome video or they've, you know, gone through and done a free discovery process. I know for me, I'm always just really about what can I do for free? And that's great value. Like I'm never about like discounts or, you know, you got to buy today to get this discount. And if you buy tomorrow, it'll be 20% extra. Like people just don't like those sorts of things. What they really love is like value add. It's like, you know, you said it, like it's nothing. You're spending 50,000, I don't know, on a car. Like what's a hundred bucks on a tank of petrol? Like it's literally nothing. So for me, you know, there was just, I guess, as a starting, like, I mean, I'm obviously quite an established, you know, online entrepreneur now, but when I was starting, it was all just about a willingness to give. And I don't mean like giving of myself, like people pleasing, bending all my boundaries, working for nothing, like none of that. But it was about giving of my time and being generous, I guess, with my heart. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it was, you know, like, you know, I work with a lot of people in network marketing or, you know, affiliate marketing and things like that. You know, could you get on interviews with other people? Could you do a podcast with somebody like Jade? Like, you know, like where can you be out there giving value unpaid where your audience can be like, wow, that person just generously gave their time to me. I have some people when they're coming through, you know, to to work with me, there's often like a discovery process and then there's like the sales call, you know, the discovery call, whatever it's going to be called. But I will often say to people, if you're unsure about jumping into the discovery process, just let me know and I'll jump on a quick clarity call with you just so we can ask and answer a few questions for you so you feel comfortable to take that next step. Like what can you be doing and giving of yourself that it just takes away some of that sales pressure? Because if, if you look at what we just said and we agreed that, you know, hundreds or thousands of women that we've spoken to all say the same thing. And I know every single one of you listening is going, yeah, I don't want to be a slimy, sleazy, salesy person, <laughs> you know, and we, and we think of some guy at the car yard and he's got like really slick, greasy, oily hair. And, you know, like you have this interpretation of what it is. I would say just think back to that experience and get that everyone has had that experience somewhere. But then also, why don't you think to your best sales experience? Like Jay just said, she's going to go back to this one dealer every time she needs a car. And it could be four years away, five years, 10 years away. She's going to go back to that same dealer because of his incredible service, his incredible generosity. He probably listened to you. He probably, like I went to a car dealer once and I was pregnant. We were upgrading the car and the guy just spoke to my guy. He didn't really even acknowledge me and took us for a test drive and popped me in the back seat. Oh and so put the, put the pregnant woman in the back seat, and my partner was just like, no, she can be in the front, thank you. And he just kept, like, talking to him, and I was thinking, oh, you don't know that I make more money than him. Like, I was thinking, <laughs> you, don't know that I'm, you don't know that I'm the moneymaker in this relationship. Like, right. I was, like, laughing to myself. But, but we left there, and we're like, we're never going back there because if you're going to put a pregnant woman in a back seat in Australia in summer, like, I was like, you're out of your mind. You know, whereas, yes. you know, when I think about, and, and it's exactly the same, it was with cars as well. When I think about the next guy, the next guy, oh my God, the service was incredible. He let me take the car for half a day. Like, just go out to lunch, take it with you. Like, I don't even come. You don't even need me for the test drive. Enjoy oh, the wow. car. You know, he, he got my identification, but he sent me off. He then friends me on Facebook. We went through the whole thing. Like, I was like, talking him down like you know like if you want to sell to a salesperson like you know they're going to get a good deal right yes <laughs> but, yeah. 
We ended up being friends on Facebook. I ended up employing this guy years later because of the relationship and the connection I had. I employed him. He then came and worked for me. He introduced me to my now partner who was his best friend. It's like the possibilities are endless. Like, Like it became this opening of a relationship. And it's just like I would have never gone to anyone else. And like the other guy could have had a better car. I still would have bought from this guy. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not buying the guy that put me in the backseat. Like <laughs> that, that's so funny. You have to be we, giving. Walked in, we walked in, my fiance was just like, talk with her. She's got the money. Like this is her deal. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. He let me drive it and he's like, I'll sit in the back. You two sit up front. And that's the way that it should be. So should be. Yes. Yeah. You just, and that's the thing too. You just never know. Actually this last week and even last night I saw someone that I talked to two years ago and I think we've kind of touched, you know, base or whatever. Mm-hmm. I finally just kind of let her be, um, the conversation just never moved forward. And she actually sent me a message. We literally connected two summers ago and she's like, I know we talked like, I think now I'm ready. But even then, right. Like I see so many VAs like, oh, well, they didn't, they didn't pay today. And I get that. It, it mm. sucks when you get on a call with them and they don't do it today, right? Because I'm very impatient. But the thing that I had to learn, and after doing this for five years, I understand they always come back around. So even if you- Oh, I love this. Her- we, ha- we have to go here. We have to go here. This yes. is like the next part of this chat. Yes. Yeah. Even even if you're butthurt, follow up and keep building authentic connections and relationships because that's what makes a difference. And not in order to, not doing things in order to get somewhere or get something, but just to keep creating the relationship because people will go back to you because people often need to see your offer. I believe it's somewhere now between seven and 12 times. Yeah, for most right. people, like you've got a client that's it's two it's two years of following you. I did a team training. I work with around 170 affiliates now online, right? I did team training, and and I said there's someone desperate to join working with me, and he's like all over my stuff, and he's loving on me, and I'm like I I I said I had already given up on him joining like a year ago, yeah. and they're like, well, what happened? And I was like, oh, I just I just have been best friending him now. I just really like him. We've got a great relationship, and you know, and he's in you know, in another country overseas and I'm here and, and we're just like best friends now. And yeah. they're like, what happened? And I was like, when I showed them and I showed them my phone and I was like, you want to look at how far, and it was October, 2021 that he and I reached out and it was, yeah. you know, it was, and we laugh about the connection. Cause I was like, Oh, Hey, like I added you for this reason. And he was like, Oh, curious. What had you reach out? You know, it was very, it was like <laughs> very trying to work with each other. Like it was, yeah. and, and now, now it's like, He's showing me pictures of his boyfriend and there's his dog and here's what's going on in my <laughs> life. And and I said, and now this month he's signing up. And and they're like, and I was like, oh, but I gave up on him signing up a year ago. I just like created a friend now in South Africa. Yeah. Like that's just the way this relationship goes because people don't want to join anyone else when they have such a great relationship with you. They don't want to buy from anyone else. If you're a VA and, you know, you're in a group and someone has this problem, Rather than trying to sell them your services and you know that for you it's like a two-minute fix, like why wouldn't you jump in there and be like, hey, babe, that's actually a really quick fix for me. I'm actually a VA. Let me jump on. I'll just quickly hook you up with that. Like yeah. why wouldn't you just do that? And they were like, oh, my God, you're amazing. And they will they will probably say thank you so much. Like can I like flip you 50 bucks? Or they'll probably say like thank you so much. Like what other services do you offer? Because if as a VA 
like if you can just make someone's life super easy, which is like, I guess the whole purpose of being a virtual assistant is like, I'm going to make people's lives easier and free them up from like the mess and the quagmire of the swamp, right? If you can just like take one little thing and fix it, like you're in these groups where people need some tech help or VA support and you can just fix one little thing for free, but then you friend request them and then you like check in with them a month like later and be like, hey, is that problem like still at bay? Like you're good. Let, Let me know if you ever need anything. And then they... You know, let's say they ask you something ridiculous. You could be like, look, I would have to quote for that because that would take me several hours, but, you know, happy to do that. Or, you know, but you just build relationships with people and give before you get. Like, just never underestimate compassion, generosity, kindness, and don't work for free. Like, don't work for free for people. Yes, yes. Like, don't be underpaid. Don't be taken advantage of. But, like, for someone like me, like, this week I was struggling to turn, like, a Word document from pages on a Mac because I just got a Mac and I was always PC, struggled to turn something to a PDF because I just couldn't find the right button. And one of my girls was just like, oh, just fix that, it'll take two seconds. And then she just showed me, I was like, huh. Like for me, that was like a saga. And for them, it was like a quick thing. But for me, it saved me a lot of trouble because I needed this document fast. And now I'm so thankful to that woman that, of course, I'm going to be thinking of her next time I need something or if I need some additional support. And I'm going to be like, how can I pay you? Because you've been so helpful. So I I don't know. Don't discount generosity. Like give before you get. Like law of of reciprocity. What does it say? Be the light. (laughs) Be the light, right? But if you... If you, if you know a little bit about sales, maybe you don't, but one of the greatest things, and if done in a good way, if not done manipulatively and strategically, but it's called the law of reciprocity. And the law of reciprocity is like, if I give you a gift, you're going to give me one in return, right? Like if I came to your house and I you know, bought you a bottle of wine and paid for your meal one night, you would feel obliged and wanting to in some way to do that back to me. So yep. one of the things that I used to do in sales when I was at the gym and joining people up was... When I would call to confirm their appointment, I would say, hey, I'm just, you know, reminding you that we're meeting at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I just wanted to check so I can order your coffee from the cafe. What do you like to drink? And they're like, oh, I'll have a latte. And I'd be like, great. It'll be ready for you at nine o'clock. Can't wait to see you. And I would be like, that's $3. Like, I don't care if they join or not. Like, it's $3. It's like, if I do that 10 times a week, it's 30 bucks. Yeah. But I swear, I swear I never bought someone a coffee and they never and they didn't join the gym. Like exactly. they always joined the gym because they're walking around, they're chatting to me. Every time they look at their coffee cup, they're like, I didn't buy that. This woman bought this for me and I didn't even have to do anything. And of course, they just, they want to give back. Like yeah. people just want to give to those that give first. It's just natural. I love that so much. And the, like, I love that you said too, don't work for free because I think that was one of the hard things mm. when I first started was I was so passionate and I wanted to help everybody, but also too, I didn't have those boundaries in place. And so I got taken advantage of a lot. And so I think, right, like if it's done correctly, like a quick little fix. And that's mm. what I tell uh, my clients as well too, or even in my other program, Skill of Summit, where like we're helping them get to the next level is like create something that's going to give them a quick win where they'll be thankful for it, but nothing that's going to be too time consuming. So yeah. you know, maybe that's doing a live, getting a bunch of people on it. Then you can record it, upload it in a loom, give them the replay later, different things like that. Or maybe you've got a spreadsheet tracker that you love that you created. Make a copy of that and just give that to someone that yeah. may, you know, struggling. Something quick, but again, too, something that's not going to make you feel 
taken advantage of. Taken advantage of. Yeah. This is, I know I said before, like, don't work free because I'm aware of who the audience is that we're speaking to. But one of the things I will often like say to myself when someone is taking advantage of me, when I can feel that someone's like trying to underpay me, like I know my hourly rate or my worth is this. And someone like offers me something that's like a employee wage for like one hour. And I'm just like, I, I often say in my head, like I'm yelling it at them, but I'm saying like, just ask for me to donate my hour. Like yeah. don't ever underpay me. Like don't underpay me because that's insulting. Ask me to give of my time for free because then I feel value. Like I feel like, you know, like that donation, you know, that giving, that donation has me feel like I'm being valuable or pay me a shit ton of money. Yes. <laughs> right? Shit on this podcast. Pay me a shit ton of money because then I <laughs> then because if, if I donate my time, I know I'm being valuable. And if you yeah. pay me a ton of money, I know you value me too. But yeah. if you pay me pittance, it is just such disrespect on on like I don't want to work for pittance. Like you're paying yeah. me pittance. It just feels like this crappy transfer, like a crappy yes. transfer of energy. And I'm just like, you know, a really great entrepreneur and VA knows their worth and um and so donate something first little thing and I love the spreadsheets I've got a couple of spreadsheets that I do one is like a an income tracker so I've created a tracker that has people go for 10k months right and it's because everyone's thinking I want to do 10k months so I was yeah. like well I created a tracker which has you it automates and you know populates everything as you go along you put your income that's coming into your bank account daily and it shows you how far for the year and each month you are ahead or behind of your schedule and I was like, I made that because I wanted to track my income, right? But but now it just sits there. Like I just use it. It's like, well, why don't, I, why don't I just give that away to people when when it's like something of value that I can give them? It's no harm off my nose. And they're like, wow, this thing is amazing. And they could have never created them because they don't know spreadsheets. Yes. And I'm like, oh, it's just easy. I just whip it up. So find something that you can give that's super valuable to others, whether it's fix their PDF or give them a spreadsheet, whatever. And um, that doesn't feel like you're being taken advantage of. Yes. No, I love that. I love the touch of the coffee too. <laughs> yeah, I totally, yeah. it totally would have um, started at your gym as well too. Yes. <laughs> I love my coffee, but I, I love that so much. So if you have to leave <laughs> them with one tip or like one strategy to land a client, what would it be? Red flag. Straight out, just like even get a red flag, like put a red flag at your computer or like a picture of a red flag or write it just at at any time. Just ask yourself, am I making this about them or am I making it about me? Because in sales, we say the following. We were like, oh my God, are they going to buy with me? Are they going to buy? Are they going to buy? That's all about me. That's not about them. And in coaching, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to get them the difference? Are they going to regret paying me $10,000 for three months of coaching? Am I going to be good enough? Are they going to bitch about me? Like what What are the things that they're going to say? That's all about us. So every time you walk into any conversation, whether it be coaching, training, sales, the whole thing, make it so much about them and them getting the value that they need. Throw all your insecurities and all of your garbage out the window be there for them and red flag yourself anytime you ask yourself a self-based question when you're trying to serve another human. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I feel like I need a red flag because they're, I mean, right. We all have those times where we get so wrapped up in our own goals or our own income or whatever it is. And I think we all need that red flag as like a reminder of like, this is why I'm doing this. It's about them. It's not about me. I love that. Not about me. (laughs) 
Maybe you need to run <laughs> if you're you're dating right now. <laughs> um, but I love that so much. So thank you so much, Will. I really, really appreciate your time today. You're welcome. Bye, guys. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, then please hit subscribe. And remember, you are amazing. You are worthy and you are capable. Until next time, Rebels.